Hey guys, it's your girl Koshana Collins and you are listening to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. If you are listening to this podcast, that means that you are an entrepreneur, you think like an entrepreneur, and we are claiming to be successful entrepreneurs. Let's go right ahead and hop into this week's episode because we have so much money and many connections to make. What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Millennial Entrepreneur. It's your girl, Koshana Collins. Just checking in with you guys this week. Um, We have an interesting topic to talk about. Um, I'm just so excited, honestly, because I had a listener, a faithful listener, uh, hop in my inbox, and she was telling me a topic she feels as if I should address on the podcast. And I was like, thank you, girl. Thank you, because I appreciate you for one, for listening, for two, being engaged, for three, giving me a topic that you want to hear, you know, and therefore giving, expanding what I can be giving you guys dialogue about, because it does help when I know what you guys actually want me to talk about versus like just the topics that I think I need to bring forth. Um, So I just want to dive right into that. She wanted me to address finances and I'm going to address finances in two different ways. I'm going to address it in a couple ways, but I'm going to address it from a standpoint of what I think your finances should look like as far as investing. And then again, I'm going to address it from the viewpoint of what I also feel like when it comes down to finances, what we should be what we should be doing with our savings um, and things of that nature. So, and also like different streams of income that I have in regards to building my finances. I'm just going to drop all that load here with you guys today. So let's hop right into this week's episode. Let's see what we got going. For one, I want to say that this is the first year I have to be honest, where overdress has grossed thousands of dollars. And I have seen You know, just the simple growth within a business that doesn't require me to clock in for someone else. So I'm super proud of that um, in itself. Honestly, I really, truly am. And, you know, moving forward, I hope that it only continues to grow, which I'm pretty positive it will. Uh, Since I did start to see significant growth within the business, I did have to branch out and I had to open a business bank account. When I opened the business bank account, I wish I would have did more research because we do need to go, you know, where people are profiting in our business the best, which I did feel like Wells Fargo had options that Chase didn't. And I was just like picking between the two. So I was like, "Mm, let me stick to Wells Fargo. But I also feel like, man, dang, I should have checked with Bank of America because someone in one of my business groups was saying that they're actually giving people a credit of maybe $450. It was either $450 or it was $750. One of those just to open a business bank account with them. And I was like, well, dang, you know, I missed out on money, free money. So I would say always check into that. I'm not even going to lie. That's how Wells Fargo got me to bank with them in the beginning because they offered me money. And I was like, who passing up this credit? Who passing up free money? Not me. So I opened my bank account with Wells Fargo as well as my business bank account. I just want to say that you guys, my um, the accountant that my mentor uses is also the person that I have hired to help me with my finances and budgeting and things of that nature so he does express how he feels like we should always separate business from personal that's why I have two different accounts right now and I like it you know um 
I'm going to pull all my investments and things of that nature that I'm going to be investing right back into overdress is coming straight out of my business account. Um, even though I'm hard headed and I'm probably still going to use my personal finances because I just look at it that way. And that's how I've been doing it. I have always used my personal finances to build my business and I still do it. I use it for shipping. I use it for things of that nature. So I don't have to dabble in my business account because I just love to see it. It's like a savings to me. However, one thing I've been telling myself is, question, okay, this is, you know, it's a, it's a savings, but your money does no good sitting in a bank account looking back at you. Like, and I know that. And so I'm being even on, I'm being on my own tail when I say that we have to actually learn to reinvest. So it's nice when we invest in the beginning and we see our finances bring us profit and a return on our investment. However, even that yielding profit, you got to think about going 10 times harder and putting that money back out there to gamble with. Uh, I read Grant Cordon book, uh, 10 times rule. And that's what he was talking about. He was like, if you can make two sales off of using this strategy, why not use that same strategy to get 10 sales? And he was just saying, whatever it is that we're investing in and then it yielded a uh, return, we have to gamble and invest times 10 at that moment because we need to know that the formula worked. We need to know that it's only going to prove, it's only proven to us that we're going to make 10 times more what we made in the beginning. We just got to take that gamble on ourselves. Um, but Grant Cordon is also a person, you know, he gambles with credit. He doesn't necessarily take his personal finances and like his money, money and gamble, but he's flipped plenty of houses and built a real estate company off of credit. And, you know, he's shifted my perspective concerning credit. I know a lot of us come from black households and families where we weren't really taught financial literacy or how to obtain you utilize credit and also use it for our personal gain. But credit is our friend, you know, and I just want everybody to know that right now. I personally went with Wells Fargo because they offered the secured credit card option. And I wanted to take that to be able to turn around and build my business credit by just pretty much, you know, starting a lot of, of credit concerning overdress. So. I just wanted to say when it comes down to finances and saving, like I'm not the absolute best person, but I promise you for me, I've already, I've always been pretty, pretty financially stable. When I lived in North Carolina, it was a little bit easier for me though, because the cost of living is just not as high. And I also would always be working two jobs and working those jobs and having goals behind, you know, the paycheck, not just, you know, turning up every weekend, not being out here shopping all the time. I'm still hesitant. If you guys heard me in one of the previous episodes, I say I'm still hesitant to book that flight. I'm still hesitant to buy those bundles. I'm still hesitant to go shopping over, you know, on pointless things. And I just, I just believe that we really have to take an account for the money that we're spending, you know, and budgeting has been helpful. I don't really like or stick to the spreadsheet. I got to be completely honest with you because it's times that, you know, I might have extra money. I'm not documenting every single penny that comes in. But when my money does, when my money does come in, you know, I make sure all my business money is transferred to my business account. And when my checks hit, I make sure I pay my bills, of course, and I make sure that I tithe. You know, I'm giving my 10%. Sometimes when I don't even feel like giving it, I still give my 10% to the Lord, you know, and his storehouse. So I don't make sure that you guys know in your finances that should be primarily uh, important 
You know, like you should take into account tithing into someone's church, tithing into other people. I sow seeds all the time into small businesses and entrepreneurs like myself. So I'm not even surprised when I'm blessed out of the blue because I've done it. I've sown seeds for years, y'all. So um, I honestly was just uh, talking to my mom. I was talking to my mom about, you know, her 401k. And I think that. It's it's just absurd that people are out here working all these years to save money when the savings account and the APR and interest rate on those accounts are little to nothing. I really want us to wake up and realize like money market accounts are better for us. IRA accounts are better for us because those accounts are yielding higher interest rates that are going to give us a, a bigger return, you know, on our savings accounts. But I'm also not an advocate for a savings when you technically don't have any money out here on the table that you're gambling with concerning your business. So I've always been the type to risk it, you know, and, you know, this year I did see a significant amount of money. Even last year, I made a whole lot of money on my phone last year, just drop shipping, which we're going to talk about very soon. Um, but outside of drop shipping, just the profits that I've yielded this year, I have held on to it a little tighter. And I was like, okay, Kashana, you got to lose this. We can't just come into the mindset of, oh, okay, I made this much money. Let me hold on to it. No, you have to put it back out there and gamble with it. So I am an advocate for investing back into your companies, whether it be in clothes, whether you're reing up on your dropship merchandise, whether you're going to gamble it concerning purchasing another product or piece or whatever for your business that's going to build it up. You need to invest it back in yourself. Be wise, but always invest back in yourself. OK, because see, with even with that money market account, even though it's yielding a greater profit, and it may give you double. What good is your money just sitting on a shelf, though? I get it. We need a savings. Have a savings. But if you can't even say, OK, I got 10K over here and then let me still gamble with one or two. Like you don't have enough savings to be saving. You get what I'm saying? Like take that money and invest it in something that's selling on the market so you can make more money. And that's where I stand with that. I remember back in 2016. Yeah, 2016. I downloaded this app called Acorn and I had that app for only maybe like three or four months. And what I did was I was making a whole lot of money. I was spending a whole lot of money too. And what I did was I linked my card to where every time I swiped that card, it always rounded up to the nearest dollar Acorn app would take the money. And then I would invest that money off of my Acorns app into different stocks on Acorn. And it helped me honestly to save a couple. I had probably like three or $400 within like three months three, four months. Now, mind you, I was young. I took all that money. I cashed it out. I paid for a trip to Miami and I went and I had fun. But I had to restart using the Acorn app just because it was good for me. Um, I do think we all should be using Ameritrade. We should be using Stockpile. We should be using Acorn. And we should be allowing these companies and these apps to invest in stock for us until we learn how to invest in stocks ourselves. I think that it's a smart move to have your money out there where it is doubling, tripling, and things of that nature. Even if you're just 
you know, buying a whole share of Starbucks, if you're buying a whole share of Apple, if you're buying a whole share of American Airlines, whatever it is, we need to have money on the table where we're invested in ourselves, our dreams, because that is how our parents live. Our parents live just believing in having a 401k. Our parents live just believing in having a savings. Our parents live, um, you know, they live just believing like this is the way, this is security, this is how we, this life's supposed to be, but it's not. You know, so I want to encourage every one of you that are like entrepreneur minded. We already know we have to invest back in ourselves. Don't take the shortcuts and don't take the short road when it comes down to your dreams, you know, your aspirations and things of that nature. I'm proud of y'all for stepping out on faith, starting, um, you know, your your line of T-shirts, I'm, whatever is small to everyone else but it's big to you and i'm proud of you guys just for stepping out wanting to know what are the next steps concerning your business what you need to step into and what you need to be doing with your finances even in this hour just taking a quick break to let you guys know that overdress official is still open we are still shipping so if you have a moment go and check out www.overdressofficial.com like the podcast while you're here listening to us rate it subscribe and also drop in our dms let us just know topics that you want me to speak on and that's about it let's get back to the show There's a book that I'm in the middle of reading right now called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I know a lot of people have either read it or said they've heard of it or, you know, wanted to read it. But I encourage everyone out there, if you really want to know how money works and how to make money work for you. And if you want to shift in your mindset concerning money, that book is a great start because it just talks about those two kids knowing that they were poorer than the other kids at school and then by them knowing they were poor they wanted more money they thought going out to get a job was the solution um so one of their dads was the poor dad you know he believed in going to school he told him you get a you go to college you get a good job and you get a you know you your career pays for your lifestyle but he was poor and then they had a, the other kid's dad was a rich guy who owned a business, but they, you know, they went to him asking him how can they make money in business or how can they make money, period. Can you teach us how money works? And he, he believed in teaching them the lesson of money first before just allowing them, you know, to either work for him for one or to open a lemonade stand or whatever magazine stand this that and the third that kids do he said let me teach you the lesson around money and so he allowed those two children to work for little to nothing back then I mean they were working for pennies to a dollar like uh and it wasn't a lot of money it was just enough for them to buy a couple magazines and you know to feel like they had accomplished something but moreover what ended up happening is they ended up learning the lesson and the the lesson he was trying to teach them was that most people that work for him don't even think like them as kids Like he knew that they were going to be successful entrepreneurs because the way they already were thinking at their age, instead of thinking like an employee that's just asking for pennies to dollar raises. So if I can be honest with you guys, and when it comes down to these finances, I'm telling you, it's just never going to happen if we keep clocking in for $10 an hour, $11 an hour, $12 an hour, 
even up to $15, $18, $20 an hour. It's too controlled. I can make $20 in five minutes. Somebody go on my website and just check out, you know? And that's how we got to shift our mindset to believe in like, hey, we got to go to the people. Marketing is everything. And that's why I'm trying to turn it up another notch in my business. Um, And even when the money started coming in the way that it has been, what I am practicing doing is reinvesting and saving, reinvesting and saving, paying my core bills, reinvesting and saving. And I had one of my friends that he asked me uh, at the beginning of this year, can because I told him, I said, yo, ever since I moved to Cali, I feel like I put my life on hold, like certain things I just don't do. I don't, you know, the nails, the hair, the everything, I, shopping, I put everything on hold. Why? For one, it's so expensive. For two, I couldn't afford to be fulfilling all my wants and my needs. I just had to stick to my core needs, make sure that was taken care of, and then, you know, play around whenever I can, you know, when my lifestyle can afford all that again. But, you know, if I was living in North Carolina, that'll be easy. But here it's not. So even with me making all this money this year, his question was, but can you stay down for another year? You know, even though you're making money, even though it's nice, whatever, can you stay down like you have the past two years? Can you stay down another year while you're making the money? And I was like, yeah, that is a very uh, significant question because it is what needs to happen. Even when you come up in business and even when you're profiting so much so, you don't need to go out here and be getting a Lamborghini or a Bentley, you know, like you really need to remain humble. That's how rich people stay rich. They just live normal lives. They don't have to be in Gucci, Louis and Prada every day of the week. So I appreciated him for asking me that because I was like, yo, that's that's crazy, even though we want this. We want to feel good. We want to look good. We want to be pre- presentable, this, that, and the third. You got to think about it. Was you really hurting when you weren't all those things? Because I know for me, maybe mentally, you know, physically I wanted to look a certain way so mentally I could feel a certain way, but that was it. Besides that, I don't mind getting ugly and just eating. And that's that's the difference between me and a lot of other people. Like people, even when I was home, people was like, "We don't see you." Like people didn't never really see me. I don't know what I look like from a day to day, just grinding it out. Cause I promise you, seventy <laughs> percent of the time it was, oh, she out here just eating. Like it ain't no need for all that. You see me on Instagram? That's that's probably like a day situation, one day, and I go back to grinding. So. Even when it comes down to these finances, which I know I've said this on this podcast before, you can't have the, you know, work ethic and then you can't, you know, work ethic and discipline in your finances go hand to hand. So you can't have one and not the other. But you also cannot have the discipline in your finances because you ain't going to have no finances if you don't have a work ethic. If you're too busy out here want to be cute. My, my biggest question is who is who are people looking cute for? I mean, I feel like people get dressed up, get cute, and sit around a small town and what? Get preyed on by the same squares, same lame dudes. I don't even know. This conversation is going far left. But <laughs> I'm telling you, the priorities of most women are really, really not there. And 
I can't shift that for them, but I can put my two cents in. And that is my two cents. I've never been that female, so I don't know what it feels like to sit around and just want to be cute, get dolled up and look presentable for whoever so they can what, give me more money. I don't know. But go and get it. Go and get it. And when you get the finances, your primary, you know, your duty, your job, your goal should be to reinvest. When you get enough money worth saving, yes, yeah, save it. But if you dealing with a couple thousand, you need to be reinvesting so you can come up on your first five figures. That's what I'm doing. And that is my honest advice in this hour, day and time. So even and, and, and for the people who get income tax money, for the love of God, reinvest all of that money. Act like it didn't even hit your account. I know when that stimulus account, when that stimulus check hit my account, I was like, dang, I usually don't even get taxes. But I know when I get a big lump sum, I didn't want to give it up either. But I did. I was like, Psh, mentor, check, cashed out the whole thing. That's that's how you, that's what having priorities look like. That's how it looks. I can't keep saying the same thing when it comes down to like just knowing what to do with your money and prioritizing what's important. But, you know, I did want to say that again on this episode because finances, come on now. Like, like I said, we as black people, we really never had anyone teach us. We never had anyone really direct us, educate us on financial literacy, just the basics. So if you notice it's something you're struggling with, it's up to you to change it. And like I said, it ain't worth a door having a couple thousand just sitting in your account and you haven't reinvested in whatever it is that's going to bring you more money. Take your gift and work it. I just want to leave you guys with that this week. Like I said, um, it's not doing worth a door just sitting in your account, even in the money market accounts. Until you can say, hey, I got 10K to sit there, boom, don't touch it. Because their limit is pretty high as well. Yeah, it's at least 6K or 8K. You got to put some type of money in there. (laughs) So just be smart. Just be smart. Let all the, the fuel and the fire and everything from this very week, in the past two weeks, what's been going on, let it just continue to burn within you. So you can go and reach higher heights and you can get to the next level because I promise you it's out there. Um, if someone else has another topic they want me to touch on next week, please do drop it in my inbox. If not, I'm going to have my homegirl on the podcast and we're going to talk about transitions, you know, because I saw her business go from being a makeup artist to now she's selling candles and it's booming. You know, I've seen myself go from doing wholesale to design to web development different things like that now it's just booming so i just want y'all i want to give you guys insight to what that transition looks like to us and you know it's going to be a good chat so tune in y'all stay safe out there and if you have any topics that you need me to touch on just hop in my inbox thank you guys for listening i know this week's episode was very short but yeah i'll catch you next week